and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is fraud. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on our website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Well, first and foremost, obviously, I have to say it, go vote. If you haven't got a chance to, it's a great opportunity to really show your American spirit, and it's a good thing to do. So uh, I would also recommend, first and foremost, that you spend two minutes, three minutes, go Google the candidate in your area and learn a little bit more about them, learn what they stand for, and then go make an informed decision and make an informed vote. So uh, most of the polling places are still open till about 8 in the evening, so for my uh, East Coast listeners, I'm sorry I may have missed you, but for my West Coast listeners, if this is, uh, if this is what it takes, go vote. So... All right, so today we're talking about fraud. Why, you ask, are we talking about fraud today? Well, this morning when I actually went through my bank account, I found something that looked strange. Now, for those of you who uh, obviously don't know anything about the background of how our company does its finances, the company didn't have a bank account for the company um, for a while. It still really doesn't, per se. It was a personal account. I started a personal account because this started as a hobby. And so it was my personal bank account, and then I run, I have a different one that I use for most of my personal accounts, and I just use this one for the business. I run all of our uh, different, all of the money kind of funnels into it, and then all of the money funnels out of it, so it's the kind of the one repository for where I put all of the things. That being said, I spend every day looking at it, pretty much all day long, just to verify transactions, and a lot of our accounting books kind of, I, I work off those a little bit, so it's a, it's a pretty well-monitored account. And today... I noticed an account uh, or charge for 168.16, it was, it was 161.68, something like that. It was, so it was 160 something dollars and it was from, it was Web Roadway Electron, right? And I thought to myself, I have no idea, that, that amount seems strange to me and the, you know, the timing is weird. I shouldn't have any accounts that would come out like that recently and I, like I said I'm pretty much the only one that does the purchasing at the company and so since I'm the only one that does the purchasing and I'm also the one that tracks the books and all of those other things I kind of have a pretty universal view so I, I'm like I don't think anything should be coming out like that so I did what you do in that situation I called the bank I called their security and fraud line and I said I uh, I think I may have fraud here and I want you to to take a look at it and see what you think and uh, they got back to me right then and there of course while I was on the phone and they said uh, you know the the charge was not made on a debit card or a credit card. It was made with the routing number and the account number. Well, that's a big red flag because I don't really pay for anything with the routing number and the account number. In fact, our routing number and our account number are, are used with very, very few companies. We have maybe five or six companies that actually have that information. And because we as a company don't issue paper checks, there'd really be no instance while anyone would use that to pay for anything or even have that number. So... I got it. While I was on the phone with them, we talked about options, and what we ended up doing was we ended up closing down the um, the bank account. We, we froze the account first, and we cleared out everything except for one penny, and we put all of that in a different backup account that I had that's kind of functioning sort of as company savings, but it's more of a, of a kind of a secondary account. And they said, well, you got to go get a new one, a new, a new account, right? Because this account is compromised. The, the account information is out there. 
So I ended up going into the local branch, which very, very good that I actually called them because they were able to give me some insights into which local branches actually were able to issue debit cards the same day. So some branches of some banks are able to actually create and kind of print, as it were, uh, those credit cards or, or debit cards, I should say, in the same day in-house. So I asked them, I said, you know, do you have any in the area? And they said, well, we got three in the state of Wisconsin, one in Milwaukee, one in Madison, and one in a place called Menominee Falls. Now, the funny thing is, I live about 15 minutes away from Menominee Falls, so I'm like, that's the one, perfect. So I went in there and I talked to the, the lady and I opened up a new account and we talked to the fraud and, and there is a couple of things that are wire transfers that were supposed to come out of the old account, the compromised account, and uh, we have a couple of things that are supposed to arrive in the account and, and so the timing of it, we, were, we had to unfreeze the account for just a, a brief, you know, for a few hours for everything to clear and uh, now we've closed out the account. So that's really kind of the tangible what happened today. Now let's get more to the what do we do and why do we do it, right? The, the reality of the world we live in is that fraud is everywhere. Now, you know, in the old days you'd say, well, in the old days your money was more secure. But, you know, in the old days we had bank robbers, right? But people don't rob banks anymore. It's way too good a security and very complicated to get away with the money. So instead they do digital hacking. Now I don't know exactly how the, the hackers were able to get the routing number and the account number. Uh, and so I had to, I called all of the, the five companies that we have used those numbers with and I said, you know, first off, we need to change the account information because it's different now. But also, you may have a security breach. And I mean, obviously, I don't want to accuse any of them of anything. They're all great companies and I trust all of them pretty highly considering who they are and what they do. But it's one of those things where being able to say, okay, if I can do my my part, if, if for whatever reason, if I were able to say, you know what, I think there was an account breach on my account and they were able to go back and look, maybe maybe the fact that I brought it up and maybe the fact that they're able to dive into whoever's access to my credentials in the last 30, 40 days, maybe they'll be able to find something they didn't know, right? So obviously, since we don't have you know, hard money in banks the way we normally do in the old days and the world we live in is electronic. People rob things electronically and getting your credentials is more common and more easy than you might think. Uh, I was an article in Wired I was reading a couple months back that was talking about the dark web. Now, for those of you who don't know, the dark web is a, it's, it sounds a lot scarier than it is, but at the same time, it can be pretty scary. The way the dark web really is, is it's, it's most of the internet, like 90 to 95% of the internet is dark web. And what it really means when, it, it, when we say dark web is it's just things that you can't access on a regular uh, browser. So if you're going to try to use Google Chrome and you're supposed to go to this place on the internet, you may not be able to get to it. It doesn't exist according to the, according to the browsers. And a lot of times it's just data that you keep stored in the background, right? Maybe it's just something that's stored on a server that for, could be for a bank or something like that. So a lot of the data is just inane raw data that we don't necessarily ever really need to get at. It's just storage. But it's also a place where you can, you can access the dark web uh, via something like the Tor browser or the Onion browser. And uh, being able to move around the dark web, you can do it untraceably. Now, this is obviously a, a hotbed for criminals. And so in the Wired article I was reading, it was talking about how there, on the dark web, a cybersecurity expert was being interviewed by Wired, and they, he was showing them how, they, how he did this, like, live. So you could go, he went on the dark web, and he was able to purchase a bundle of 1,000 credit cards with all of the associated credentials for, like, $2.50. And so I, I think we all need to realize that fighting against the forces, I mean, going backwards is not going to be the answer, right? We can't 
we can't not use credit cards. We can't not use banks. That's not a very realistic way of doing money and transactions in the world we live in, especially as businesses. But that doesn't mean that we have to be naive. I think vigilant is the most important element. Being able to use some of the, um, the, the credit cards and debit cards that are in play in the world, which have fraud, very good fraud protection and fraud analysis, right? They, they analyze the transaction patterns. And many of us have found that uh, that can be very infuriating at a times when we go and we say, oh, well, I, I, I'm trying to use my card here and I can't use it because it I think it's fraud, right? Sometimes that can be annoying. But at some level, that also may be, there may be a lot of times when they catch fraud before it even happens. So I would say that if you're looking as a company, the things you should do, and frankly, as an individual, right? This isn't just for companies. As an individual, you should do this as well. If your bank has a mobile app, get the mobile app. Spend one minute every day. Open it up, take a look, just make sure everything that you see there is what is expected. It also can be a very interesting tool because you may find that you start to spend stuff on things that you didn't really anticipate. And when you're looking at it in your bank account and you're scrolling past them, all of a sudden you begin to realize exactly what you spent your money on, right? So pull it out, take a look at it every day. If you suspect anything, even if you just suspect it, call the bank. I know it's a pain in the butt. It takes time. It's particularly for us during our busy Christmas season. It's a big issue for us because the money is frozen, right? So we had to move it into a new account so that we could get access to it. But we need that liquidity to be able to continue to buy supplies and buy inventory and buy shipping and all the other good stuff, right? So it can be a bit of a hassle. But this is the price we pay for living in a world where access to money is so quick and easy. And I think it's an overall, it's a good thing. Um, so today I voted and I dealt with the bank stuff. That's what I did for today, a day in a life. I also picked up the prototype for the Meridian number two redesign from our cutters and it's very cool. I'm very excited about it. It's not quite ready to, to take photos and do our, 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 our soft launch yet, but stay tuned because this is, this is going to be big. All right. Thanks folks for tuning in today. Uh, be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about our leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to be available whenever possible. And I do appreciate your patience. Uh, if you think I deserve it, a five-star review can go a long way to help our community grow. And uh, word of mouth is a great way to do it as well. So share the podcast. Uh, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give you guys what you're looking for. Uh, if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, really any reason, ask about our book discounts. We do have those available. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day, and goodbye.